Hey everyone, welcome to Remap. My name is Jared, and today we're going to be recapping Season 1 of Remap, the gaming podcast. I'm going to be ranking all of the games I've reviewed in the last year from last to first. And now, these rankings are more than just looking at all my previous scores. Really, when I put this list together, I was looking at how I view the games today. You know, some games may have been decent when I played them, and I gave them a solid score, but if they aren't very memorable or I feel like I never want to replay them, they could drop down the list. When, on the other hand, there are games that I look back at fondly. You know, I I look back at it as being a memorable experience. I'm looking forward to replaying it in the future. And really, that time has boosted my opinion of it. You know, like wine. Some gaming experiences are going to age much better than others. And I'll be keeping this entire discussion spoiler-free. And as always, before we get started... These are my opinions, and mine alone. Now, picking the game that would be number 14, the bottom of the list, was much more difficult than picking number one, because I didn't really hate any of the games I played this year, but some of them were definitely more disappointing than others. But starting off at the bottom of the list is probably the most disappointing and unfortunately forgettable game of Season 1, and that is Borderlands 3. I really didn't want to put this game at the bottom, but looking back on it, I I couldn't really think of a strong reason not to, because I didn't take anything away from it. You know, I I can still talk to people about Borderlands 2 all day long. Incredible game. I can gush about the story, the mechanics, the characters. But if you ask me my favorite moments from 3, I I, I draw a blank. I mean, the gunplay is great, but, you know, the, the, the joy of the story is is just not there for three. And you know that that's it really let me down. I'm hoping that four can bring some of that magic back, but I had to put it at the bottom of the list. But next up at 13 is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now before you say anything, no, this is not because I think the game is terrible. I recognize it is an incredible technical achievement and a great game that many people enjoy. But it's it's just not my style of game. I can never really get into it. But since I didn't sink nearly as much time into it as Borderlands 3, I thought it deserved a slightly better ranking. You know, one day I might get a flight stick, sit down and enjoy it, but that day ain't today. Coming in at number 12 is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a game that I really put this low on the list because I still don't know if I like the game. Because for every cool moment or fun piece of combat, there's a stupid puzzle or some annoying movement mechanics. And I think the core of my frustration was I just don't like how Cal is controlled. And, you know, it, it also doesn't help that I'm an old EU fan. And so the story was a bit whack, in my opinion. And at number 11, we have Splitgate, a shooter that came out of nowhere earlier this year. And I enjoyed my time with the game. You know, the portal mechanic was executed flawlessly, but I didn't too much getting didn't get too much replayability out of it. You know, it's it's a fun play for a couple of weekends kind of game, but I don't see myself playing it regularly. 
I had a hard time figuring out where to put Outriders, which I've slotted here at my number 10 spot right now. Because after the first few entries of this list, all of these are, are, are good games that I enjoy. The only reason that I played Outriders to begin with was, as well, it was a day one Game Pass release. And I thought, huh, eh, I might as well give it a shot. And I wasn't expecting to actually finish the game. It has some really solid combat that kept me coming back. And I'm also a fan of original, over-the-top stories, which this game definitely has. You play the first five minutes of this game, and you're going, what in the world is going on? Now, the reason that it's this low is I am 99% sure that I am never going to replay this game. But I don't get annoyed thinking about it (laughs) as much as games like Fallen Order. So it doesn't have that negative connotation in my mind. But at number 9 is one of the most polished games on this list, and with some more content could have been so much higher. Knockout City is literally just dodgeball, which limits a lot of the replayability. But that core gameplay, the core dodgeball mechanics are pretty much perfect. It's a simple, straightforward game with a fairly surprising skill ceiling. You know, you can put some hours into this game and you can tell you're getting better than other people. And it gave me a couple weeks of just fun. You know, very simple. You hop in, you play some dodgeball, you have some fun. While Quantum Break sometimes feels more like a TV show than a game. I mean, you do literally watch episodes of a live-action TV show while you're playing. A really unique story and some solid gameplay. It's good enough gameplay. Made my second playthrough of the game really enjoyable this year. You know, it's not a game for everyone with more exposition and story than combat, but it's a fun playthrough that I'd recommend to others. And now that we're into the top half, these next seven games are all guaranteed recommendations that I had a lot of fun with. Ring Fit Adventure slots into this number seven spot, which might surprise some people. I don't think I was expecting this much polish and depth in a fitness game, but Nintendo proved me wrong. The biggest knock is I know for a fact this game is the most expensive on the list, but I did feel like I got my money's worth. And at number six, we have one of the first games I reviewed this season, A Hat in Time. It's just a charming platformer with some great music, some great level design, and it got a 60 FPS update a few months after I played it, and I'm excited to replay it at some point in the future. It's one of those games that I look back on as, I enjoyed my time, give it another year or so until I've forgotten most of the story beats, and I'm going to happily jump back in. And at number five... This brings us to the most recent game I've reviewed, Halo Infinite. Now, I understand many of the criticisms of the game, and many of them are justified, but I I just really enjoyed my playthrough of it. It made me get invested in Halo for the first time in a decade, and I'm going to try and replay the older games at some point now. You know, I'm, I'm just a sucker for Master Chief. Anytime you can rope me back into his story is a time I'll enjoy. Anyone that's grown up on Halo understands that feeling. But the big surprise of the day is at number four, we have Cyberpunk 2077. This game has so many flaws, yet the story and the world building are what I remember 
after a year. This is the game that I'm most excited to replay once the next-gen patches release. You know, for some reason, the good of this game stuck around in my head more than the bad. Now, the top three of this list are not only the best three games I played this year, but three of my all-time favorites. And after a lot of consideration, a lot of thought, I've Mass Effect Legendary Edition at number three. This three-game collection is one of the best RPG stories ever told. It's just an emotional, thought-provoking, and really riveting story told across three games of varying quality. Mass Effect 2 makes up for the many shortcomings of 1, and 3 contains a very special moment for me personally, because the Citadel DLC in Mass Effect 3 was the greatest afternoon of gaming I had this entire year. If you get invested in the Mass Effect story and play through 1, 2, and 3, and you get to that DLC, I can guarantee you it will be one of your favorite gaming experiences. And Mass Effect was neck and neck with the number two game, Outer Wilds, and no game on this list has benefited from me just thinking about it more than Outer Wilds. It edged out Mass Effect because this is a game you can only play once. The core gameplay elements of Outer Wilds, the entire mechanics of discovering and figuring out the story, figuring out where to go, what to do. It's it's just a magical playthrough. That's a joy to discover. And I was able to play the DLC recently, and it just reaffirmed the sheer quality of this title. You know, it's it's the only game I've ever played that's not replayable. And I cannot describe it because it would spoil it. You just have to play the game for yourself. And Outer Wilds has really snuck into my shortlist for my favorite games of all time. It's that special of an experience. And at number one, this, this should be no surprise to anyone. This, this, this is phoned in from the beginning. Persona 5 Royal is probably my favorite game of all time. If you need to burn a few months by sinking into the most stylish RPG ever made, look no further than this game. I cannot say enough good things about it. Just go watch my review of the game if you want to hear more. Anyway, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and for supporting me through Season 1. You've been listening to Remap, the gaming podcast. My name is Jared, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.